0: I picked 43 miles because I wanted it to be tough. I wanted it to be something where I would have to challenge myself to go dig down in a deep, dark place and just see what I was capable of.
1: That was Jayla Van Dongen, and this is episode 61 of the Inspired Souls Podcast. Hi, I'm Carolyn, and I'm a road runner, and I'm Kim, and I'm a trail runner.
2: Welcome to our podcast, where we bring the communities of trail and road running together and explore the parallels between running and life.
1: Jayla Van Dongen is a 41 year old mother of three from La Broquerie, Manitoba, who recently completed her first ultra marathon. She didn't train for it, nor did she have more than a couple of weeks notice. But after hearing the devastating news that she'd lost her older brother to suicide, she knew she had to tackle something challenging in his honor. Jayla decided to run 43 miles, one mile, for every year of Jonathan Ross's life as a way of mourning his loss and raising awareness about depression so that others can be spared from the pain and heartache her family is now going through. Dubbed Forever 43, Jayla partnered with Eden Healthcare Services and managed to raise over $3,300 on October 24th while running the same three to four mile loop for six hours 40 minutes and 35 seconds with members of her community, including complete strangers who'd come out to support her cause. Jayla is no stranger to running, but a marathon was the furthest she'd ventured before this ambitious undertaking. She had recently placed fifth at the 2021 Manitoba Marathon in a speedy time of three hours and 24 minutes, and she'd won the 5K Provincial Cross Country Championships the day before Forever 43. This April, if all goes well, Jayla will be fulfilling her dream of running the Boston Marathon for the very first time. This is a very powerful and important episode, so feel free to share it widely. In Jayla's words, if you or someone you know is suffering with mental illness, please know that you aren't alone and you can reach out for help. And now on to our conversation with Jayla Van Dongen. Well, Jayla, thank you so, so much for joining us. Kim and I are honored to have you on the show. I'm
0: happy to be here.
1: All right. So you and I met fairly recently. I want to say, was it October 23rd, I think, at the Athletics Manitoba Provincial 5K Cross Country Championships, and essentially what happened, from my recollection, is that You took off from the gun and my goal very, very quickly became to just keep you in my sights. (laughs) And as the race progressed, you just kept getting further and further away and you ended up winning the whole darn thing. And I crossed the line in second about a minute later. And we had a very lovely short exchange at the finish line. But what I didn't know at that time was that the very next day, October 24th, you would be embarking on the longest run of your life by far. Yes. A whopping 43 miles. So I thought we could maybe start by having you tell us what prompted you to run that very specific and very challenging distance. Okay.
0: Well, it was October 9th, and um, I was getting ready to take my daughter. To gymnastics and go for a run. And my mom called and told me that my brother had committed suicide. And it was a complete shock. Like I was just, I I just couldn't fathom that actually happening. So I called my daughter's work and said she won't be coming in. And I told my husband and I just went out for a run. Tried to clear my head and over the next couple of days I just kept thinking I need to do something about this because I was blown away and realizing that suicide is something that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of people are afraid to deal with and I wanted to do something to bring awareness to it. So I decided to run 43 miles because my brother was 43 and it was about 2 weeks before his 44th birthday and mm-hmm. so i thought maybe i can do an awareness run and see if i can bring some awareness to the whole issue
2: and awareness is a an important thing to you from the sounds of it because you weren't expecting this like it was not on anybody's radar from what i understand it was a complete surprise
0: yeah it was a complete surprise like my my brother he's 3 years older than me he's always been a little introverted but He loved reading and he liked gaming and books and movies and collecting action figures. Like he was into a lot of things. He was quieter, but he was always at our family events. He liked being around family. Like he would come to our house for Christmas, spend the night, spend the next day hanging out, watching movies, bringing his lightsaber to have lightsaber sword fights with my son. He worked nights, so you didn't always see him, but he would contact us. He'd get in touch with us. He'd send little videos or clips. And so we just didn't know he was feeling this way. He never talked about it, never told us, and we just weren't expecting it.
1: And so is it one of those things that in retrospect now you're starting to put pieces of the puzzle together? Or were there sort of signs that now that you're reflecting back are becoming a little bit more clear?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The the biggest thing I think was when we started putting pieces together when my dad was trying to get in touch with his work and then his work had said, "Oh, he he quit 6 months ago." Oh. And my. we said, "What? What do you mean he quit 6 months ago?" And they said, "Yeah, he said he was going to find a new job." And then he never told us he quit his job. He told the people in his building he had a terminal illness. So they wouldn't be wondering, like he lived in an apartment building. So he told people in the building, oh, I have a terminal illness and I don't know how long I'm going to be around for. So clearly he was planning things, but none of us had all the pieces. Some of his work friends knew stuff, but then he stopped talking to them. He wouldn't call them back. They didn't know what to do, but they tried to get in touch with him. But I don't know his work friends. Our family didn't really know them. So there's people in different areas of his life that knew bits and pieces, but nobody knew the whole thing until after.
2: So Jayla, before we go any further, can we just say we're very, very sorry for your loss and...
0: <laughs> Thank you. You're
2: welcome. How do you say that without it sounding cliche, but it's true. It's it's a devastating thing for any sister to have to to go through. I have a brother myself, but back to as soon as you found out you went for a run, you said. I, I did. And then your way of choosing to process and heal and bring awareness is through more running. So yeah. what is it about running? Why running?
0: It clears my head. It gives me time to think by myself. Like I don't, unless I'm running on the treadmill at home, because I have to, I don't ever run with music. I just go run whatever. If it's an easy run, I'm just running easy. If I have... Other things scheduled, I just put all my effort in, any extra stress, any extra emotion, any extra ugh, I just channel it there and I come back always feeling better.
1: So running was sort of that natural thing to turn to as as a way to process and cope. But talk to us a little bit more then about the actual 43. Like, I love the idea that you did this, uh, this 43 mile run. So why did you choose? Like, I know you said he was 43, but what else about the number 43 and and miles in particular um, made you decide to do that?
0: Well, yeah, 43 for his age. And I mean, I could have picked 43 minutes. I could have picked (laughs) 43 kilometers. And Mm -hmm. I picked 43 miles because... I was expecting it to be tough i wanted it to be tough i wanted it to be something where i would have to challenge myself to go dig down in a deep dark place and just see what i was capable of Mm -hmm. i've run marathons and when you do your little warm-up and then you get to the marathon you've already done 43 44 kilometers so Mm -hmm. i had done that before i knew that was something i was capable of but i wanted to do something that I didn't know if I could do because I just thought to bring awareness, I want to do something that's a big challenge.
2: So was that the furthest, like before this run, 43 miles, was the furthest you'd gone a marathon or had you done anything? No,
0: the marathon. I, I've contemplated in my head ultras. Maybe one day I'll do an ultra. Maybe I'll run a 50K. I'll start with 50K. That can't be so bad. But <laughs> I, I guess within the few days following It was all I could think. I'm like, it has to be 43 miles. I have to do 43 miles. It just seemed so fitting. So I I emailed my coach and I was like, this is what I'm thinking of. Do you think I can physically do this? Is this something I'm capable of? And uh, he was like, absolutely. Of course you can. His recommendation was if you're going to bring awareness to this, maybe see if there's someone you can link up with, but you can physically handle this
2: so how did the run go
0: it actually was nothing like I expected I did expect it to be incredibly tough and I expected to have those dark moments you you have those moments in a race where you're like why did I pick this why am I running this distance this hurts whether it's a fast 5k and your lungs are burning or it's a you know a marathon where you're just like why did I ever think I could do this I didn't actually have that thought once So the entire time I was running, there was always people with me. The least amount of people I had, I think, was the last couple miles, there was just two people with me. For the rest of it, there was anywhere from 3 to 12 at any given time. And people coming in and people going out. I actually lost track of how many different people came, but I was never, ever alone during the entire run, which was absolutely incredible. There was always people to talk to and people sharing their stories or asking questions about what happened. People sharing mental health things that their family has gone through or they've gone through or, you know, experiences they've had. And it was so cool because I spent all that time running and I just, it was like just a big giant conversation. Just a big fun conversation with all different kinds of people.
2: How did it make you feel to have so many people come and join you on that run.
0: It was very uplifting. Like it was so nice to have the company because I can imagine if I had been doing 43 miles by myself, it probably would have hurt a lot
1: more. Yeah. And I know part of the reason behind doing it in the first place was to raise that awareness and was to get the conversation going. And so do you feel like your objective was met in that way like by having all of these people join you cuz i'm imagining you knew some of them but you probably didn't know everybody
0: you know what i didn't know everyone and i my parents were at my my base i guess where they had my nutrition and my drinks and i was doing a loop so i was i think the loop was 3 or 4 miles somewhere between 3 and 4 miles so every you know 3 4 miles i'd get a drink or whatever I needed and there was people there who came out just to be with my parents Mm -hmm. to sit with my parents and visit with my parents and chat with them people who don't run but wanted to come out and support too Mm -hmm. or people just people from the Steinbeck I just went to walk in that area I can't even believe how many places people came from all over Manitoba actually to come out and be there
1: Yeah. And you mentioned, so your parents were there at the aid station. (laughs) Let's call it an aid station. okay? (laughs) Uh, Your parents were there. You mentioned you have another brother as well. So how is the rest of your family handling all of this?
0: It's tough, but the one good thing that has come from this is it's brought us closer. We talk more now. It's not that we didn't talk. We talked a lot regularly, but now it's even more important. Family time is even more important. Like my brother called me up on weekend and he's like, hey, it's your birthday. I'm coming over. And I was like, all right, come on over. He's like, we've decided it's important to spend as much time as we can with family.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So, so you mentioned, so you're from, where are you from? You're not from Steinbach, are you? No, I'm from La
0: Brokery, which is maybe 10 minutes from Steinbach, but it doesn't have as much of a area to run in say it's a very small town so
1: yeah yeah so you so you hosted the run then in Steinbeck yeah
0: just because it was more centralized for people myself as well like it's not that far of a drive I'd go to Steinbeck to run Usually a couple times a week, so.
1: Okay, so what has the response, like you're speaking to it a little bit, like lots of people came out, people you knew, people you didn't know, yeah. um, but generally speaking, what's been the response um, that you felt throughout your community and beyond?
0: It's actually getting people talking. People are are talking about how, you know, suicide has this stigma of, say, That person is selfish that's a selfish act or people don't talk about it because it's shameful but people are starting to see it as a sickness something Mm -hmm. that isn't controllable that isn't necessarily something that you can deal with on your own
2: so you partnered with eden healthcare center for this run tell us about the center and why you partnered with them
0: I was looking for something in the area, but also that wasn't just maybe steinbach based. So they have a few places. They have one in Winnipeg and Winkler and they do have Steinbach, but they do a lot with mental health. So they have um, something called Recovery of Hope, which is a professional counseling service that is for people who say can't afford to pay the full amount. So Eden Health will pay what they can't so that everyone has access to that they have um, some housing apartments for people who are trying to get their life back together but don't necessarily know how to do it so i called up earl earl reimer and he was in winkler and i'm like this is what i'd like to do i'd like to run 43 miles to ring awareness to suicide and he's like talking to me and then all of a sudden he stops he's like 43 miles i'm like yes miles (laughs) <laughs> and that's usually the response because I run in miles. I know a lot of people run in Columbia. I run in miles. But um, I just shared with him what had happened and what I'd like to do. And he was so incredible. He's like, I can put a web link where people can access it and, and donate. What would you like on there? What do you want it to say? They've been incredible. And he actually came out that day on his bike and spent a huge chunk of the day biking around in my route.
2: Can people still donate uh, to them on behalf of your cause?
0: They can. There is a link through Facebook and it's Eden Foundation and it's E-D-E-N and it's F-D-N, Eden Foundation, and there's a link there that uh, for Forever 43, which is what I Mm. titled my run, and you can just click on that and there's a way to donate there. I I was actually quite blown away because for me this was more about awareness, but to be able a place where if people want to donate or help in a, in that way, that would be wonderful as well. And to date, there's almost thirty three hundred dollars raised.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
0: And I was I was shocked actually because I wasn't expecting. I'm like, you know what? If people want to donate, that's great, but that's not the most important thing. But if I can help the people not have to go through what our family has gone through, that mm-hmm. would be so good.
1: Mm -hmm. And you were talking before about, you know, people think that there's a stigma or, or they'll say something to you like, oh, that's so selfish or whatever. How do you respond when, or I don't know if anybody has said those words directly to you, but what, how do you respond to some of those things that you either think people are thinking or actually say in a situation like this?
0: When I was younger, that was more the men- the thinking, the mentality of that. But I found that in sharing our story, people aren't really thinking like that anymore. They're starting to realize that this isn't something that people do to be selfish or something to be ashamed of. It's I have been blown away by the amount of support and things that people have said.
1: I think we've come a very, very long way, <laughs> thankfully, yeah. mm-hmm. right, that we've come so, so far in recognizing mental illness as an illness that needs to be treated like any other physical illness, right, that that we would mm-hmm. have. So I think even we saw that at the Olympics, like with Simone Biles and Naomi, yeah. what was her name, the tennis player, but Yeah. Anyway, we saw that, you know, very prominent at the Olympics this year. And so Mm -hmm. I think for sure the stigma is coming down and it's about time. Right. And the dialogue is starting to happen all across the world. And it's like, it's time. Mm -hmm. If there's one thing COVID has given us, I think it is a
2: more awareness of mental health and mental health illness. But at the same time, awareness is important, but these things are still happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like you've experienced, yeah. Jayla. So I don't think you can ever just assume that the job is done. It's a continual process of, like you said, a conversation.
1: So if somebody's listening to this and they're either struggling themselves or they have a family member who's struggling, like what what would you want them to know?
0: I think the biggest thing is not to be afraid to ask for help. I think maybe mm-hmm. my brother was afraid to ask for help. Maybe he didn't want to seem weak, or maybe he still think he was still thinking that same thing that people used to think. Like, I I wish I knew, you know, what he was feeling, but just ask for help. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, and it it doesn't have to be like there. There are even helplines where you don't have to. Sometimes it's easier to talk to someone you don't know. Right. Because how do you tell someone you know something like that? And maybe that's part of why he didn't. How do you tell your family?
1: and that? But that must be the hardest part for you and your parents and and your other brother right now, right? Trying to put those pieces together and, oh, if I'd only said this or if he'd only felt comfortable talking to me. Like, do you have any of those kind of?
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. Like, you think about it and you're like, whoa. why didn't he just ask? Why didn't, you know, how how did I not notice? Why didn't I think of these things? But it's always easier to think about that after you know the situation and after you know all the things that we've discovered since. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's one of those things where you're not thinking, well, this this isn't going to happen to my family. This is not something we need to think about.
2: yeah. So moving forward from here, let's just take a pause here to talk a little bit more about your own running for a moment, as you're quite accomplished from what we understand. So tell us a little bit about how you got into running and and eventually running 43 miles.
0: It was totally by accident that I got into running because I had never enjoyed running in my life. And um, my friend and I started going to the gym we got some free gym passes we started doing some treadmill walk runs and then starting to feel really good talked to my dad one day and my parents uh for many years had volunteered with the manitoba marathon as a motorcycle patrol and um, my dad made a joke oh you bet you can run the marathon now and i was like that's a terrible idea but i went online and i searched it up and I was like, well, I think I can run a half marathon. So I signed up for a half marathon. I had 10 weeks to train and pretty much we just went from there.
1: How old were you at this point? Um,
0: This was in 2012. So I would have
1: been
0: 31, almost 32.
1: Wow. So you took it up as an adult, essentially. Did you play a lot of sports growing up then?
0: Um, Not really, no. (laughs) No. Okay,
1: just... Up and picked up running when in your thirties, and started yeah. with the half, and and let, he, let's hear how it escalated from there. <laughs> uh, well, for
0: the first couple years, I just did a half every year, and I would run a couple times a week. But um, after my son was born in 2016, I just started running more. Whether it was on the treadmill, and I would set up his little bouncy chair up beside the treadmill, and he'd hang out with me while I'd run, or when he was a little bigger, he loved the running stroller. That was always fun. And then I just signed up for a local race and it went so incredibly well that I was like, oh, maybe I'll put some more effort into this and kept going.
2: (laughs) And going and going. (laughs) So so do you like to race or do you like to run more just
0: I like both, but I I like racing because it gives me a goal. I like having goals to work towards. I hate to say that I am a little bit competitive. So, whether whether I'm competitive with myself or or the situ, whatever race I happen to be in, I am a competitive person. So
1: you say that it like it's a bad thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it isn't. It isn't. But it it does help me push myself for sure.
1: Yeah. So how did you do during the pandemic? Because I know a lot of goal-oriented, competitive people struggled during the pandemic because there wasn't that North Star (laughs) to shoot for um, in terms of a goal race.
0: No, there wasn't. But um, I have a a great running coach and uh, he had set up events for like, not virtual. We would do time trials, I guess. Nice. So you set yeah. up a time trial and we, ha- you go and you give it your all in a non-race environment, which is incredibly tough, but still it gives you something to work towards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't slow down my running at all. I just kept it going with hopes that there would be some races coming up to actually do.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I don't think we heard how, so you had, you started off with half marathons. Is that really true? Mm-hmm. You start with the half. Um, and I know that, a month ago, we raced together in a 5k and you're pretty speedy at the 5k cross country. But then you've also talked a little bit about marathons. So where did they fit into the mix?
0: I had a couple years ago, I had been skating with my kids and I fell, I broke my tailbone and I had fractured my spine. I gave myself a couple weeks to do some walking and then I got back into running and I ran into a friend and she's like oh you should totally run a marathon and I was like uh that just seems like a really bad idea but I said well I have a half coming up if it goes okay maybe I'll sign up for a marathon and I think it was the police half so I had was that in May Mm -hmm. so I'm like well if that goes well I'll sign up for the marathon in in June and see how that goes and it went okay. So I signed up for the marathon and that was my, my first marathon.
2: So I broke my back in a natural, <laughs> you know, Is to sign up for a marathon. Yeah. Um, stop there for a second. Like, were you in, let's, the physio on me needs to ask, were you in pain? Did the running actually help
0: your pain? I did see a sports physiotherapist to help strengthen my back. But yeah, it did was oddly, yeah, it did hurt for a bit, but it wasn't like the kind of pain where you're injuring yourself it was just your muscles and everything are just trying to get back to where they were
2: and so how many marathons have you done then
0: I have done three official marathons and I have done one time trial one and then during this 43-mile run, I guess I also reached a marathon <laughs> in there as well.
2: Yeah, or two. Yeah. Well, not quite two. So I'm just, I'm curious how, let's go back to the 43-mile the run. How long did it take you to do that run?
0: Uh, it took me, for running time, it was six hours and 40 minutes and 35 seconds.
2: Jayla, that's fast. <laughs> And you're talking the whole time.
0: I was. I was. Oh,
2: my word. That's incredible. Good for you. And I know that wasn't your goal to do it like in a certain time.
0: Well, my goal was to do, I did kind of have a goal. I didn't want to be out there all day. I wanted to be done in under seven hours. I just was like, I I think I can do it in under seven.
1: Okay. So my brain actually thinks in kilometers. So I just did some math. So that's 68.8 kilometers. So essentially, to do it in seven hours, you're running less 10 than kilometers, than six in kilometers. Yeah, so six, uh, less than six-minute kilometers. Yeah. And yeah. you had raced a hard 5K the day before. <laughs> I
0: wasn't. I wasn't planning to race a hard 5K the day before. I was just honestly going out there to have fun. And then I started running up that big hill, and I got up the big hill, and I realized everyone else was behind me. And I was like, well... As long as I don't go and completely annihilate myself, I, I can run a decent pace here. So, yeah, <laughs> I would, had to be careful because I was riding that line between I don't want to injure myself for tomorrow, mm-hmm. but now that I'm here, I might as well put a good effort in. So, <laughs> yeah. So
2: that was a cross country run, right? Yes. Yeah. So, what were the loops like, Carolyn? I'm going to steal your question here. What were the loops like <laughs> that you did for your 43 miler? Were they road, trail? mixture gravel
0: it was a it was a mix there was some not really much trail but there is um bush farm trail it's called it's a gravel path and a good chunk of that there's a gravel path there and there is some pavement but there's not a lot of road I think there was only one spot where the road actually goes through so it's uninterrupted you can just run it was a nice mix of surfaces so you're not just pounding the pavement for the whole
1: yes that was probably fairly wise yeah. from what I hear. You probably yeah. don't want your first like official ultra and, and like a, yeah. it wasn't just like 50K, right? It was like 70K mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, uh, we, did a, we did a little 30K. cheer
0: at the 50K mark. Actually, nice. I was running with um, a couple people and I was like, oh, I think I, I just hit 50K. And everyone's like, woo, And then we keep going. And then I was like, oh, well, I only have just under a half marathon left. That's not so bad.
1: Just chunk it down, chunk it down. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, so going back to, you know, just your own running again for a second, do you Mm -hmm. you have a favorite event? Like, it's really quite varied. My favorite
0: event is whatever I'm training for. So I'll sign up for a whole bunch of stuff and I'll just send my coach. This is what I want to run this year. How can we do this? And it'll be 5Ks, sometimes 10Ks, half marathons. We did a mile time trial this year that was fun so all everything from like I think I did a 400 meter one as well so everything track distance to 43 mile distance
1: wow quite the range yes (laughs) a
2: natural I'll tell you anything under even eight hours for a 50 miler is pretty darn respectable
0: it wasn't huge in the terrain or whatever but even even with my stops for the washroom and fueling and everything, it was just under six hours and 50 minutes. So,
1: And it's not as if you trained for this. No, 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 no. Um, somebody asked me
0: how I trained for this and I said, I ran a marathon eight weeks ago. Does that count?
2: I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't think you can underestimate the energy that you got from all the people mm, that uh-huh. came to join you. You know... As an ultra runner myself, I know when you get in the deepest holes and slow down, it's often when you're alone, right? Yeah. (laughs) And your headspace, you know, goes dark or whatever. But to have somebody, you know, we've all had those runs where you just run with a friend and it seems to fly right by and and the miles tick off. And to have that amount of positive energy around you for the whole time was a real gift, I think.
0: That was the Thing. like when I had uh, I had just said I, I don't I can't do this alone please come run it because I know there's no way I could have done that alone and I think with this whole thing like when people are going through mental health issues they can't do it alone either and so that was yeah it was it was so great to have so many people out and supporting for sure. What do you love most about running? Oh there's so many things I like the peace and quiet of it I also like how you can push yourself and challenge yourself and do things that you never thought you could. But I like running with people too, because that's super enjoyable to have conversations. Like you were saying, time flies when you're having conversations with people. It's got such a good energy. You'd think you'd be more tired after, but I usually find I'm more energized after.
2: Running fixes everything. Mm -hmm. Almost everything. (laughs) Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward from here you know, life goes on, right? And um, you need to to move forward and continue to to process and to heal as well as I'm sure to raise awareness. Um, this one run probably isn't going to be your last effort. So I'm wondering what's next for you. You know, um, are you planning any races? Are you planning just, just some solo adventure runs? What's, what's on your radar?
0: Um, well, there's always running in general. But uh, my biggest thing that I have just signed up for, and I've got my fingers crossed, is uh, Boston.
1: Oh, get out. You applied for Boston for 2022? I did. I did. Awesome. Yay! Because you qualified in this most recent Manitoba Marathon? Yes, I did. Excellent. What was your time in the 2021 Manitoba Marathon? And when will you hear from Boston?
0: Um, my time was three hours, 24 minutes and change. I can't remember change. Nice. Yeah, it was a nice uh, personal best for me as well. But um, it was really exciting because I was fifth this year, which was Congratulations. super fun. And um, that's
2: amazing. So what kind of a buffer does that give you?
0: 15, it gives me a 15 minute buffer. Oh,
2: okay. Here I safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I'm learning the um the system. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> just qualifying isn't enough. You need a buffer now. No. Well, so
1: yeah. you would have you would have gotten to apply on the first day then? But um this year they in? just
0: opened it up in general for oh, like okay. three for five days, I think, and everyone applies and then they're gonna rifle through it themselves, I guess, and just it. it's still done by time, but yeah. yeah. I think you're pretty safe with a
1: 15 <laughs> offer, but I, I know what you mean. It's always nice to just get that official confirmation in the yeah. in the mail or your inbox or however they do it now. So uh, yeah. that's very exciting. That is super exciting. And I wish our listeners could see right now as we're recording, <laughs>
2: we're looking at video of each other. Jayla's face just is glowing. Like you just lit up talking about Boston. So it's so great that you have that yeah you know running is a gift in so many ways like you said it gives you a focus it gives you a goal and something to smile about so Mm -hmm. that's great
0: it's it's been a few years that i've been hoping to try and get into boston so Mm -hmm. excited
1: well good luck (laughs) thanks all right so moving into our rapid fire questions we'll start with our first one do you have a favorite mantra
0: Usually, if I'm struggling in a race, all I think in my head is you can do this. And I just keep repeating, you can do this, especially if it's hurting really, really bad.
2: (laughs) Okay, so do you have a favorite place to run?
0: I like to run wherever we go on vacation. I always bring a bag with at least two pairs of running shoes, a bunch of running clothes, and that's my thing. Do we have my running gear? (laughs) And then if we're going camping, I find some trails. If we're going to, say, Winnipeg Beach, I run along the beach, where I just think it's fun to go when you're on vacation. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Running makes every vacation better. Yeah. Okay. I think I might know the answer to this next one, (laughs) but do you have a race on your bucket list?
0: I do. Yes, it's Boston, but I, I would really be happy to run in any of the Abbott Marathons, mm-hmm. like any one. If that's probably the easiest, closest one to get to, but uh,
1: Chicago's pretty good too.
0: Yeah, yeah i i would I wouldn't say no to any of them.
1: <laughs> you should do your six star finisher. You should do them all and get get your special medal.
0: <laughs> that, that would be fun.
1: Are you much of a reader or a movie
2: watcher? Do you have a favorite running book or movie?
0: I, I like documentaries. And uh, I like the uh, Barclay Marathon, the race that eats its young. That was phenomenal.
1: But I really
0: enjoyed watching Breaking 2 as well. Like those are probably nice. my two favorites because it's such ex- different extremes of the same thing. Like how yeah. hard you can push yourself in a situation like that. I think those are probably my two favorites. Awesome.
2: That comes up so often in our discussions. I'm talking about going longer and Carolyn always pipes in, what about going faster? (laughs) (laughs) There's there's two different ways to push yourself. You're absolutely right. Those two movies are like the perfect dichotomy.
1: Yeah. Okay. Final question. Do you have a favorite post-run indulgence? It's
0: Maybe not an indulgence, but I really enjoy a large coffee Mm. after my run big too, coffee lady. with cream. I, it's my favorite thing to have after running.
1: I
2: after that too because I've been on the Heidi's run. Sorry to interrupt you. It's not a common thing, but do you like cold coffee or hot coffee?
0: Uh usually hot because I always find I get a little chilled after a run no matter what distance, but even after this 43 miles the first thing we did there was a Tim Hortons down the road and we I'm like I need a coffee. Let's mm-hmm. stop and get me a coffee please and I got a big coffee and it was perfect.
1: Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast and for all you're doing to uh, spark such an important dialogue around the topic of mental health and suicide. And I can only imagine it wasn't necessarily easy, but I guarantee it's worth it if it helps, you know, even one person, right, who's Mm -hmm. struggling to feel less alone or to ask for help or to know even where to turn for help. So we'll definitely put the links to your fundraisers there in our show notes so that people can still donate if they feel compelled to do so. But we appreciate you coming on and sharing with us tonight. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I'm super happy to share because that is the one thing my family would like, my parents, is if this helps one person, then you know, no matter how much it hurts us, if we can help someone else, then that's what it's about.
2: It's been a pleasure, Jayla. Thank you.
0: Thanks.